0: From the zebrablogcom welcome to before and after the furniture refinishing podcast i'm lane ball now when you all heard about the contest theme of fall with yellows and oranges did you know right then that you wanted to do a project or were you hesitant to refinish a piece in these bright colors yellow and orange
1: oh i knew right away exactly what i wanted to do yes
0: what about you sarah
2: i was psyched about it i tend to go towards those kind of colors. I love oranges and yellows. I've done a bunch of pieces in the past Mm -hmm. in those colors. So right when I saw it, I was like, all right, this is my month.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was right right in the groove for you, wasn't it?
3: (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
0: What about you, Nathan?
3: Oh, definitely. I've been doing a lot of white slightly. So I was excited to do a little color.
0: Today on the Zebra Blog's Furniture Finishing Podcast, we're speaking with the artist of the winning pieces of the Zebra Diaries September 2019 Fall Theme Contest, highlighting yellow and or orange. Incredible entries by everyone. Thank you as well to the members of the Furniture Diaries who we partner with to host these monthly contests. There's a lot of work that goes into choosing the winners, and we appreciate all members of the Diaries. We also want to thank B.B. Frosch and D. Lawless Hardware for partnering with us for the September giveaways. All three winning pieces will be displayed on the ZebraBlog.com's podcast page and the Zebra Diary page, which is also on the ZebraBlog.com. There you can see the judges and enjoy the gallery of winners for each month. Also, we are currently hosting an exciting contest called You Choose the Furniture Refinishing Coaching Makeover. It involves you, the listeners, picking one refinisher, out of the four showcased on our site, who you want to be my coach. Yes, the winner will coach me on how to refinish a potato bin, and I must follow directions. This will be a lot of fun, and of course, it includes giveaways, one of which is the refinished potato bin. So when the podcast is over, rush over to the zebrablog.com and listen to the four refinishers share their ideas and then vote. Well, this never grows dull, nor do we grow weary, introducing you all to the three winners of the Zebra Diaries each month. We are excited to have Nathan with NB Restorations, Lynn with Ellen J. Goods, and Sarah with Olive and Fern. Congratulations to all three of you and welcome to the podcast.
3: Oh, thank you. So thank you.
0: Well, let's start the podcast with you all telling us where you are located and what you're working on today. Let's start with Nathan.
3: Okay, I'm located in Patterson, Missouri. It's a very, very small town with only a couple hundred people.
0: Help us understand where Patterson is, Nathan. Is that, okay. give us a, a big city that you're close to.
3: Well, it's about two hours south of St. Louis.
0: Okay. I think St. Louis is the Gateway Arch. Am I correct on yes, that? that is
3: correct. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. Okay.
0: But you can't see the Gateway Arch from Patterson. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Very good. <laughs> Is it uh, difficult locating furniture? Do you have to kind of go outside of um to some surrounding communities to get some pick up good pieces?
3: Um uh, yeah, sometimes I go to towns not too far off. I find yeah. most of it at yard sales, Facebook, uh-huh. and there's a guy that does storage sheds.
0: Okay, oh. So <laughs> <laughs> wow, good. Very good. That's interesting. So what are you working on today, Nathan?
3: well i am doing a booth at our local fall fair thing so i'm working on some smaller pieces for that
0: small furniture pieces
3: yeah like um nightstands little dressers buffets
1: easier to transport for sure
0: yeah yeah well very good well i hope you have good success at the at the fair thank you lynn where are you located
1: Hi, Lane. I am located in the historic Canal Village of Medina, New York. And that is located Mm. between Buffalo and Rochester.
0: That sounds nice. Uh, You said historic, so um, I bet it's a popular place for people to come and visit. It
1: it sure is. Yeah, it's a really nice little weekend um, uh, destination. And we've been kind of undergoing some revival the last... Six years or so. It's mm. been awesome.
0: Now, are you located uh, close to Niagara Falls then?
1: Um, actually, yes. About, I would say maybe about a 35 to 40 minute drive. Um, so not far at all. Yeah.
0: Now, do you go and there then, very often?
1: Um, no. <laughs> 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 you know, it's kind of like the been, there. <laughs> yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How funny. but it is beautiful. (laughs) I would never want to discourage anyone from visiting the falls. It's, it's breathtaking. It really is.
0: Now, what are you working on today?
1: Well, um, for the first two hours of my day, it was just the business part of business and, um, itching to get down into my workshop because I picked up a little piece in Wisconsin when we were there a couple of weeks ago and um, it's just a little petite buffet so I was cleaning that up and I'm dying to uh, get some milk paint on it it's real cute
0: uh, that, that's a lot of fun when you when you travel. now were you did you travel to Wisconsin to look for pieces or were you just happen to be on vacation
1: uh, we combine. So mm. we we have a, a daughter that lives in the Chicago area. So we always try. This really sounds terrible. We try to plan our visits with her <laughs> around the times of some significant flea markets in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure she knows we, that, does it.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, she does. We don't ever want to come back with an empty van.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. We just uh, went to the coast not too long ago and and you know, as you drive through small towns, uh, you you see a lot of antique stores and places like that, and it's like, man, I bet sure. it would be cool to have a either a big vehicle or a trailer or something to be able to pick up pieces in these small towns that you maybe don't normally get your hands on.
1: Absolutely, yes, yeah.
0: Well, Sarah, where where are you located, and what are you working on today?
1: So I live right in the city of Syracuse,
2: which is in Central New York. So I'm you know about two and a half mm-hmm. hours from Lynn. Which is really cool. We're not too far mm-hmm. from each other. And today yeah. I have a couple pieces. I usually always juggle between five and six pieces. I have a short attention span apparently so wow. I like to jump from piece to piece. <laughs> um, but I have this <laughs> most really- most of our workshops look like that. Yeah that's what I feel. <laughs> that's the, it's, it must be like the artistic side chaos, you know, and the artistic yes. side of the braid. <laughs> um, so I have this really pretty queen anne style buffet that is a client owned piece that I'm refinishing and then I also have um, this big Thomasville dresser that's probably one of the heaviest pieces I've worked with. So that's really fun to try to move around <laughs> to get things done. But um, they're both gonna be really pretty colors, so I'm excited to get them finished up.
0: Now is most of your work uh, commission or is it uh, just for resale?
2: Right now, most, I would say about 70% of my work is commissioned. I, it's, wow. Yeah, it's great, it's awesome. I love it. But it also, I feel like I wish I had a little more time to do you know, the more creative pieces that I like to push out every now and then, but I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. to have it. You know, it's what's getting me through everything. So.
0: Now, when you all heard about the contest theme of fall with yellows and oranges, did you know right then that you wanted to do a project or were you hesitant to to refinish a piece in these bright colors, yellow and orange?
1: Oh, I knew right away exactly what I wanted to do.
2: Yes.
0: What about you, Sarah?
2: I was psyched about it. I tend to go towards those kind of colors. I love oranges and yellows i've done a bunch of pieces in the past mm-hmm. in those colors so right when i saw it i was like all right this is my month
0: <laughs> yeah it was right right in the groove for you wasn't it <laughs>
3: yes yeah i was, I was
0: excited. what about you nathan
3: oh definitely i've been doing a lot of white slightly so i was excited to do a little color
0: well i asked that too because uh sometimes when you step out of the neutral colors I wonder, I you know, I suppose it can narrow your potential customer base a bit, you know, especially absolutely. if it's a resale or, or not really.
1: Oh, that is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, maybe the right word's not risky, but it certainly, you know, may you may have to sit on it a while longer.
1: Right. Yeah, it's That's definitely true. you have to mm-hmm.
2: take into consideration that it's likely not going to sell right off the bat like a white or a gray would, but you also have to have yeah. fun mm-hmm. and get creative with colors too. So it's...
1: Yeah. You definitely have to learn to strike a balance with that <laughs> that that is so true Sarah. And and don't you think I I always feel like when I get to play with brighter colors I feel like there's just like this little kid inside of me like that's just like yes. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> like doing a happy dance. Yeah. And then
2: it's it's really rewarding too. I feel like when you do a piece that is you know, it's different, it's bright colored, it has, you know, a you know, fun design element to it it might not sell right away but you know that there's going to be that person that it just speaks to and they have to have it and they totally get your vision and that's so rewarding
1: those are the pieces that i i tell my customer that um we have to share custody of the piece (laughs) and i and i need to have visitation rights (laughs) they're so hard to let go
0: Now, do you guys get uh, customers that take their pieces back to their homes or offices or wherever and take photos and then say, hey, look, this is the piece that you did and this is how it looks?
2: Oh, sure. sure, it's the best. I love getting client photos.
0: Yeah. What about you, Nathan?
3: Yes, I like getting them.
0: It's probably kind of neat to add to your portfolio. I mean, they're probably not always staged the way you would stage them. Um, Mm -hmm. I know things that, you know, when you're staging, you're trying to keep it simple and keep the focus on the furniture piece. But I bet that's great to be able to have that in your portfolio. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump into the discussion of your winning pieces. Nathan won third place for his orange dresser. Congratulations, Nathan. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, so tell us about your dresser, Nathan.
3: Okay, so that piece, I found it looking through Facebook Marketplace for only $20. Really? So I hopped in the vehicle and got that. And I brought it (laughs) home. And it was all painted in that latex paint. Uh So I had to strip it all down.
1: Oh.
3: (laughs) And then it had a lot of veneer issues. So I had to patch that up. So I wanted to do something kind of chippy with it to kind of hide some of that. So I used Miss Mustard Seeds Outback Petticoat, I think that's what it's called. Yes. And then I did some hand-painted white lines in the grooves to show those.
0: Yeah, that that was that was such a cool uh, feature that you did on that, and mm-hmm. um, and to, I think it was. Of course, when you look up closer, because you took some close ups of this piece, and mm-hmm. I think you can see that it was painted. But from a distance, it almost looks like white wax. Uh, that That's was what I up.
1: first thought. Yes. <laughs> now,
0: what made you think to add the white in there?
3: Well, I saw a dresser. I think Miss Mustardseed painted it, and she did some white lines in it. And I thought Mm -hmm. I'd give it some life to bring out those grooves.
0: What was your top coat? Did you do like a a, Um, a sealer or was it a wax?
3: I did the hemp oil.
0: Now, when you painted, after you painted the piece with Miss Mustard Seed milk paint, was it a mixture of other colors or was it just that one color? And how did you get some of the, it looks like it's darker or maybe that's the Mm photograph. It looks like it's darker as it goes a little bit further down toward the third drawer at the bottom.
3: Um, to get it darker like that, um, after I stripped it all down, I restained it and then sealed it, so it was kind of glossy. And when I put the paint on it, chipped to see some of the brown wood.
0: Yeah, that looks good. That's really nice. Original hardware on this piece?
3: Yes, it is. It was all there.
0: Did you have to do anything to that?
3: I think I put some bronze paint on it to freshen it up a little.
0: Is uh, I have to ask? Is this piece uh, still for sale?
3: Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we need to. You have
0: to make sure you let people know this is an award-winning piece now, so uh, <laughs> they bring the value up on it a little bit. I'll bring it to the fair. Sold. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Are you taking it to the fair? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta put a sign oh, wow, on it. Wow, it'll be really good with the award. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, great job, Nathan. It's uh, a really you. unique piece. Yeah. Share if you would, Nathan. Share with our listeners your Instagram account.
3: It is NB Restorations. Oh, well, very good. I'll have to
1: follow.
0: <laughs> well, Lynn was awarded yes. second place for her orange floral nightstand. Congratulations, Lynn. Yes,
1: congratulations. Thank Lynn. you so much, Lane.
0: All right, got to give us the details about it now.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, um, I think we found that this summer, actually we were going to pick up another piece of furniture, and that was kind of one of those bonus pieces mm. that um, the, the folks had at their home. So I loved it because... Um, it, it's a really, really well-made, a very high-quality piece of furniture, probably from about 1970-ish, but it just had it, just a good, strong, solid piece. It also had these ring pulls all the way around it, That, and of course there are only two drawers on it, so we removed all of those, filled in the holes, and I sanded it. And I also used Miss Mustard Seed milk paint and Outback Petticoat. And I got quite a bit of chipping in some areas, which is exactly what I wanted.
0: Yeah, that's that's such an uncontrollable thing, isn't it?
1: It really is. You have to be quite the adventurer to use milk paint, I
0: believe. Now, do you use milk paint quite often?
1: I typically use Fusion Mineral Paint. And Miss Mustard Seed Milk Paint, you know, you do have to kind of have that adventurous spirit about you mm-hmm. when you're using milk paint because you can get such unpredictable results.
0: Have you ever done a piece where the chippy took place and it was just not good? I mean, just, <laughs> you're like, this is oh. a little too much chippy. <laughs>
1: oh, my goodness. Absolutely. In fact, I had a piece um, that, that chipped so badly so many times um, I oh I learned so many lessons. I won't get into all the details, but it got to the point where my husband one day said, "If you put one more coat of paint on that piece of furniture and strip it off, I'm putting it out to the to the curb for the trash <laughs> to pick up." <laughs> and so I finally I ended up completely stripping it. There was something in that finish that was resisting my paint and it had bleed through, I was using the wrong primer, this was several years ago. So Mm -hmm. um, I finally got it figured out and I painted it and it ended up being one of my favorite pieces I've ever done. I put it up on the sales floor, and it sold within 24 hours. So
0: wow. <laughs> I, so it was I worth probably, all that.
1: Uh, No, I don't know about that. I probably made <laughs> negative $3 an hour on it. <laughs> well, i it, sure. it was just the
0: rewarding <laughs> fact of knowing that oh, it sold that quick.
1: Oh, no. The rewarding part, Lane, was um, being able to um, – Snub my nose at my husband about it. <laughs> oh, I see.
0: <laughs>
1: it was definitely a, an I told yeah. you so moment.
0: <laughs> sure. Well, now you, you did, um, this piece has, I guess, transfers on it, correct?
1: Yes, it does. Yeah, I used um, Iron Orchid Designs transfers. Mm-hmm. I'm a retailer of those beautiful products. And um, I chose, uh, it's called Redow 4, and it's just a... T- f- four different clusters of roses. So I broke those all apart and I positioned them in a way that I thought was appealing and um, did some more distressing. I loved that, that tonal thing that happened with the orange and the red Mm -hmm. and the burgundy. And, um, and uh, since I had a lot of chipping with that as well, I I sealed it up really well with Miss Mustard Seed uh, Tough Coat. And um, threw on some uh, pretty, actually, de um clear glass knobs.
0: Mm, yeah. Well, it's just it, one word would be exquisite. Everything just kind of came together really nice.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Let me ask you a question, because I would assume sure. there's some listeners out there that, that would like to, to know the answer to this. Maybe if mm-hmm. they're starting into the combination of using some paints with some transfers. Sure. When you lay down the paint, obviously you've got to get that paint, the finish, exactly the way you want it before you put the transfer down. That's um, Correct. What is what do you is there something you need to do to the finish before you put the transfer down?
1: Uh, I think to absolutely get the best results, you would want to apply um a, a polyacrylic top coat to it first. Mm-hmm. Um, you would not want to wax because, um, because of the adhesive quality of the transfers, it wouldn't stick to the wax, gotcha. but I think you'll get the best result. If you apply a top coat, then apply your uh, of course and I'm speaking very generally because people use so many different types of paint right. mm-hmm. um, but it's always good to do a, a little test area too just practice on a board and mm-hmm. and um, you know go for it get some do some test 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 boards or right. sample boards and and see how your paint responds with mm-hmm. your transfer.
0: gotcha. Well, did you, Is uh, this piece been sold?
1: Uh, no, it's not. It's actually u- being used right now in one of our front windows um, as part of a fall display. And um, actually, it could sit there for a long time. I love it. And <laughs>
0: yeah, you like the way it, it dresses up that window, you know, don't
1: you? <laughs> oh, I sure do. And the fact that because it's such an unusual piece, um, I may not sell that piece right away, but I'm going to uh-huh. sell a lot of, Miss Mustard Seed Outback Petticoat, and I'm going to sell that particular transfer. <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah, it ends up
1: being a, a really nice sales tool.
0: Yeah. Well, you you as well need a little uh, placard to go on there that uh, states that this was an award-winning piece for sure. Well, it, I beautiful. think I will. <laughs> well, really, really tremendous job. And thanks for sharing the details on that as well, Lynn. Oh.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Share with our listeners your Instagram account.
1: Uh, it is EllenJGoods.com, and that's just E-L-L-E-N J Goods G-O-O-D-S. Oh, I'm sorry. dot com is our website, but you can search for Ellen J Goods on Instagram mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah, great. Well, that's helpful. That's very helpful. Thank you. Sarah was awarded first place for her Prairie Yay! Lemon Dry Sink. Congratulations, Sarah.
2: Thanks so much, Lane.
0: Gotta give us the details on your piece as well. Tell us about it.
2: All right, so that little piece I actually found at a flea market. We have a really great flea market right in the town city center of Syracuse. It's a weekly thing on Sundays, and I always find really great things there. But this guy was Sarah. Is that the is that city market? Nope, not city market. They that's also great, but they do that. um, It's more of a seasonal. Thing um,
1: it's, okay. it's right across
2: from um, the Destiny Mall. It's called the Regional Market, where they have um, a market oh, on Sundays. Yes, I've and been then there. It's mostly like um, produce vendors and plant vendors on Saturdays, but it's definitely worth driving out to.
1: There is someone there that makes fresh donuts too. Yes, as I recall. No. <laughs> I, I'd be
2: lying if I didn't say I stopped there also as well. <laughs> Yeah. So this piece, it was kind of tucked away at one of the booths. And I usually like to go at the, towards the end where people are, you know, they'd rather give you a good deal instead of packing things up as, you know, to take home. Mm-hmm. So this guy was marked for $30 and I guess been wow. there for a couple of weeks. And the guy was like, I'll give it to you for 10 if you just take it. So I was like, oh, uh, my yeah, gosh. absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, this is an older piece It has um, its original casters and it has nap joints. So that's, um, you know, late 1800s, which is just amazing. Mm. And it had a really ugly coat of red paint, which was on top of some dark blue paint. So it definitely took some work to, um, you know, sand some of that really old paint off. But I had that lemon wallpaper. I actually bought it to refinish a, do like an accent wall in my new shop. And I knew that I was like, I'm going to find a piece to use this with because it's just such a cool paper. And I ended up using um, one of my favorite paints, uh, Fusion Mineral Paint. And they had a yellow that worked really well Mm -hmm. with the wallpaper. So I just did, you know, refinish that in the yellow and did kind of like a little accent wall on the back of the dry sink. I had to switch out the hardware. I thought the card catalog hardware would be really cute with the whole theme, kind of update it since it is such an old piece.
0: Now, did you use any special techniques uh, when you refinished it?
2: No, actually I did. I mean, it was pretty basic. I didn't want to overdo anything with it being such like a bright and vibrant wallpaper. Mm -hmm. Like there was enough, you know, visual interest going on with that. So I wanted to keep the rest of the piece pretty simple.
0: What was the hardest part of refinishing it, Sarah?
2: I would say sanding it down. um, When pieces like that have so many layers of, I mean, it probably had been repainted numerous times over you know, the last hundred years or so. So that was probably the Mm -hmm. most difficult part. And with pieces that old, you also have to be a little more delicate. So yeah, just the prep work was probably the hardest part.
0: Well, Sarah, this turned out beautiful, really nice work. If you would share with our listeners your Instagram account.
2: Yeah, So my Instagram is at underscore olive and fern underscore.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Well, thanks again to all of you for joining us to give us the details about your pieces. It's not only cool to hear more about them, but it's also a great way to learn more about furniture finishing. So thanks again. And you guys all have a great and terrific day.
2: Thanks so much, Lane. Thank you. Oh,
1: thank you.
0: Listening friends, don't forget the Zebra Diaries October 2019 theme contest is pink in honor of breast cancer awareness. So make sure you tag your pink pieces with the Zebra Diaries hashtag. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Zebra Blog's before and after Furniture Finishing podcast. Today's episode is also featured on thezebrablog.com along with contact information for today's guest. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome and we encourage you to share those by clicking on the podcast slide in our header at thezebrablog.com. That's the thezebra I.com. Thanks for listening and happy refinishing.